Welcome to God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained, where you get insight surrounding God, the Bible, and spiritual things that you may or may not have heard before. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, God's Child. Today we're reading and discussing Psalm 35, authored by David, a king anointed and appointed by God, a giant slayer, and a man after God's own heart. And you know what comes with all that, right? Enemies. And boy, did he have some real mad ones. Yeah, them kind of had no shame in their game. He even had a doggone king chasing him down trying to kill him for years. Then there was a man throwing rocks at him and calling him names, which you know was fighting words. Child, there were so many more, and just know every one of them was mad and cray-cray, which is exactly why David cried out to God as we see in Psalm 35. And it all started when he was just a young buck, a teen. The even crazier thing is that some of those that came against him weren't even close to him. He didn't even have direct dealings or any relationship with him. But that ain't really nothing new or odd when you think about it. Because we see it throughout the word of God. God's people had an assortment of enemies from those who were supposed to be friends, better known as frenemies family, associates, wannabes, and then the who are yous? <laughs> some of y'all can probably relate to David because you done had some. And you know what? When you really examine things, I mean really examine things, you come to learn the number of enemies that come against you in your life and the intensity of the wickedness they hurl at you, especially when it increases, you realize it's an indication of the value you have and the size of the impact you've been destined to have concerning the kingdom of God. David was destined to be a king, y'all, a king. So talk about value and impact, which is why the enemy came after him through so many in just some cray-cray ways. Now, David endured what many of them threw at him without trying to get back and, you know, get revenge. He even restrained his boys, who wasn't no punks, y'all, who was like, yo, you want us to roll up on them, D? But oh, the day when he came to his breaking point, it was game over, baby. And David was like, look, I'm tired of this now because these things just ain't going to do right. And they taking my patience and quietness for weakness. So, um, Father, I know vengeance belong to you, and I'm just going to let you do what you going to do, because I know you going to make sure these things ain't ever going to bother another after me, ever. And on that note, let's get into Psalm 35 to see what all David said, and it reads. Contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of buckler and shield and rise up as my help. Draw also the spear and the battle axe to meet those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I'm your salvation. Let those be ashamed and dishonor who seek my life. Let those be turned back and humiliated who devise evil against me. 
Let them be like the chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them on. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For they hid their net from me without a cause. Without cause, they dug a pit for my soul. Let destruction come upon him when he is unaware. And let the net which he hid catch him. Let him fall into that very destruction. So my soul shall rejoice in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones will say, Lord, who is like you? who rescues the afflicted from one who is too strong for him and the afflicted and the poor from one who robs him. Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I don't know. They repay me evil for good to the bereavement of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, but my prayer kept returning to me. I went about as though it were my friend or brother. I bowed down in mourning like one who mourns for a mother, but at my stumbling, they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. The afflicted people whom I didn't know gathered together against me. They slandered me without ceasing, like godless jesters at a feast. They gnashed at me with their teeth. Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my soul from their ravages my only life from the lions. I'll give you thanks in a great congregation. I'll praise you among a mighty people. Don't let those who are wrongfully my enemies rejoice over me, nor let those who hate me for no reason wink maliciously. For they don't speak peace, but they devise deceitful words against those who are quiet in the land. They open their mouth wide against me. They said, aha, aha, I have seen it. You have seen it, Lord. Don't keep silent. Lord, don't be far from me. Stir yourself up and awake to my right and to my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, Lord, my God, according to your righteousness. And don't let them rejoice over me. Don't let them say in their heart, aha, our desire. Don't let them say, we swallow him up. May those be ashamed and altogether humiliated who rejoice at my distress. May those who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and dishonor. May those shout for joy and rejoice who take delight in my vindication. And may they say continually, the Lord be exalted who delights in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall proclaim your righteousness and your praise all day long. Now, let's unpack this a little bit. David starts out by saying, contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. He's basically saying, Lord, I'm giving this to you. I'm going to let you handle this. Just like the word says, the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's. And sometimes, some of us are trying to take battles in our own hands when it's meant for God to take it over. So, whenever God takes over battle, you know he ain't losing. (laughs) So, it's best sometimes actually a whole lot of times to give it over to God. When people are coming against you, 
give it over to God. Let him fight the battle and there will be assured victory. Then David says, take hold of buckler and shield. And it, just in case you don't know, a buckler is like a, um, a small shield and is used to protect you from the blows of the enemy. And that's basically what he's saying here. I need you to uh, protect me, shield me from the blows of those who are attacking me, those who are coming against me. And he says, rise up for my help. I need you to help me. He says to draw also the spear and the battle axe to meet those who pursue me. He's saying those who are coming after me. And if it says pursue me, it means that David is actually trying to get away from them when someone pursues something they're going after it so David is not even going towards them David is actually going in the opposite direction but they coming after him so he said I need you to take the spear and you know what a spear does a spear will go straight through you <laughs> he said take the spear and the battle axe and stop them in their pursuit of me he says, say to my soul I'm your salvation I need you to save me now because they coming after me hard then he says let those be ashamed and dishonor who seek my life. Now you'll get those who are very unmerciful. And in the word of God, it does tell us. It says that God shows mercy to those who are merciful. And he'll show no mercy to those who are unmerciful. There's a separation, okay, between those who are doing evil. Some may show mercy and some are completely ruthless and unmerciful. David said, those kind, them kind that's seeking after my life, them them things that's unmerciful. For instance, King Saul, who wanted David dead. It's like he had a bounty out on his head. David said, for those kind, make them ashamed and dishonor them for what they're doing. David said, let those be turned back and humiliated who devise evil against me. Yeah, humiliate them. Let them be turned back from what they're doing. Then he said, let them be like the chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them on. So he said, yeah, let them be like the chaff of the wheat. And you know, when they separate that chaff from the wheat, it's so light, it floats in the air when the wind blows. He said, let them be, be as light as that as the angel of the Lord drives them out, pushes them out, deals with them. And you know, we got angels. You know, right? We got angels. It says in the word of God, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. So there are angels. He said, let the, let the angel drive them on, push them out. Just like the chaff of the wheat. Then he says, let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Now with the angel of the Lord going after them, just like they going after him all hot hot and heavy going after him he said let the angel of the lord pursue them and let their way be dark and slippery so you know when it's dark and slippery you liable to fall so he's saying yeah let the way be dark and slippery so they can fall and he said for they hid their net for me without a cause without a cause they dug a pit for my soul and here net and pit are just words for they schemes they plots they plans the weaponry that they use against the righteous. That's what net and pit stand for. So he said, the net that they hid from me, they ain't even have no cause. I ain't even do nothing. But they got a net. They done devised a plot, a plan, a scheme against me. They're attacking me. They come against me without a cause. I ain't done nothing. 
And he says that they dug their pit. The same thing without a cause for his soul. They ain't care nothing about his soul. They ain't care if he go crazy. They ain't care. Just completely unmerciful. And David says, let the destruction come upon him when he is unaware. Yeah. When he least expected. And that's usually what God do. (laughs) When God gonna get at you. A lot of times those who are doing evil and wickedness, they continue on doing it because either they believe there is no God or because nothing happened to them immediately. They think, oh, ain't nothing going to happen to me. So they get just bigger and bolder in the things that they do. So he said, let the destruction that's going to come to him come to him unexpectedly when he least expected. And he said, and let the net which he hid catch him. Let him fall into that very destruction. So whatever plots, plans, and schemes or attacks they have coming against the children of God, and like David is saying here, his enemies, the plots, plans, schemes, attacks that they had against him, he said that they vary on plots, plans, and schemes, attacks. Take them out. Let them fall into the destruction that they meant for him. That's what David is saying here. And you know what? Hmm. If David said it, because the word of God says, if they dig a pit for you, they're going to fall into it themselves. And the nets that they spread and hide for you catch them. Hmm. It's the same for us, baby. Then he goes on and says, So my soul shall rejoice in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescues the afflicted from one who is too strong for him, and the afflicted and the poor from one who robs him. So basically he's saying, Lord, when you deliver me from them, when you deal with my enemies, I'm going to be happy in you, Lord. I will proclaim your name. I'm going to praise you and all honor, all glory belongs to you for doing this, Father. Then he goes on to say, malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me things that I don't even know. They repay me evil for good to the bereavement of my soul. So when it says malicious witnesses, it says those who have evil intent, who testify against you, who say all manner of things about you. And most of the time it's all lies, but they seeking something, any little thing that they can find wrong to testify or to say about you. And he says that these were things I ain't even know. They was asking me stuff I ain't even know. It's like, what's going on? And he said, when I do good, they repay me evil for it. That's the same thing they was doing to Jesus. When Jesus would go out and perform good things, they would accuse him of different things. They would try to do evil things towards Jesus. So Jesus said, they'll persecute you for my sakes. So when you are righteous and when you are in the will of the Lord, you are doing what God wants you to do. Expect that expect it expect those people to come against you who are operating in wickedness and treachery and he said they're doing it to the bereavement of my soul it's like they want me to be in grief they want me to be in sadness yeah they do (laughs) okay and then David says but as for me when they were sick my clothing was sackcloth I humbled my soul with fasting but my prayer kept returning to me I went about as though it were my 
friend or brother, I bow down in mourning like one who mourns for a mother. So he's saying in their time of distress, in their time of need, I was praying for them. I took no delight in the things that I usually take delight in because I abstained from them to focus on them, to intercede for them, for their well-being. He said it's almost as if like, even as if their mother died, that's how I was with them. I interceded for them and cared for them so much and wanted their well-being, praying for them. But my prayer came back to me and he was trying to figure out why his prayer was coming back to him. Why? Why was his prayer coming back to him? Because God told his people, he said, I bless those who bless you and I curse those who curse you. And guess what? Those who were coming against you, those enemies, those adversaries who were coming against you like they were coming against David. God curses them because they sending out curses towards you by the evil things that they're doing. God said, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. So that's why David's prayers were returning to him because of the evil and wickedness that they were doing. God can bless them in their evil and wickedness. They were sending out cursing, so that's what they got back. And as the word says, whatsoever man sows, that shall he reap. And God is not a man that he should lie, neither son a man that he should repent. If he said it, does it. And that's whether you send out, if you send out blessings, you send out good, you're going to get that in return. That's what he said when it comes to my people. But if you send out curses, you send out evil, you send out bad, that's what you're getting back. Okay. And David also said, but at my stumbling, they rejoice and gather themselves together. The afflicted people whom I didn't know gathered together against me. They slander me without ceasing like godless justice at a feast. They gnashed at me with their teeth. So he was saying, when I was in distress, when I needed prayer, when I fell or seemed to be down, they were happy about it. As a matter of fact, they came together like they was having a party. A whole bunch of oompa loompas together and a lot of them, I didn't even know who they was. It was some I knew. Some of them I didn't even know. He said the afflicted people. They was afflicted because those who are doing evil and wickedness have no rest. God said there's no rest nor peace to the wicked. So they were afflicted. Those are people that are tormented inside. People that don't have any confidence. People that have low self-esteem. They're tormented inside. They got all manner of things that are wrong with them, which is why they're doing the evil and wickedness that they're doing. But David said, they gather themselves together at the sight or the first sign of me not doing well. They got together and like they was having a party, was just happy about it. He said, they just talked about me, something, something foul. And they didn't even stop. They just kept on just saying all kinds of foul things about me, slandering me, a lot of things that weren't even true. I mean, even if it is, even if it is true, like certain things, you ain't got no business going around talking about that, saying like that in a, in such a malicious way. If you really want the well-being of that person, you'll go to God about it. You'll try to also tell them about it and build them up. But no, those who are operating in wickedness, they're not about that. They want to destroy you. They're operating in wickedness and that's what their father does. He is for stealing, killing, and destroying. So whatever they do is not to build up, is not to bring back to restoration to where a person is to bring them back to the right way no they want to destroy they want to kill they want to steal steal your joy like he said they bring my soul into bereavement into grief want to sadden me that's stealing your joy right there 
They want to kill you. As King Saul kept going after David, he wanted David dead. Okay, they want to destroy you, whatever it is, whether it's about your, your, your family, your life, you as a person. Those are the type of things that they want to do. That's their goal. That's their intent because of the father who they're working for. And it says like godless gestures at a feast. Oh, they was having fun, just a talking, just a laughing, just doing what they was doing, having a good old time, gnashing him with their teeth. And when they say gnashing with the teeth, that's basically what it means is gossiping, talking, saying all kinds of bad things. And some of you have this going on for you. You got some that are talking about you, saying all kinds of things, slandering you, coming at you with all kinds of wickedness. But no, you not the first. You won't be the last either. Know that David went through it too. Know that Jesus went through it. They did the same thing to him. And Jesus, remember, he said, they'll persecute you for my sake. So if they persecuting you, if they doing this kind of stuff for you, rejoice. Rejoice. Because then you know that you are his. Because they wouldn't be coming after you unless you were in him. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's some out there truly doing a whole bunch of wickedness as they are but are they going after them no 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 and we about to get to that as to why they go after those who are in God just like they went after Jesus and David a little bit later in the song but we about to get to it as to why they doing it David continues saying, Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my soul from their ravages, my only life from the lions. He like, Lord, save me now. I'll give you thanks in the great congregation. I'll praise you among a mighty people. Now that's the same thing we need to do. We need to thank God and praise him when he delivers us from our enemy so that others may know it is Lord who did it. He did it for us and he'll do it for them as well. Now, he also says, don't let those who are wrongfully my enemies rejoice over me, nor let those who hate me for no reason wink maliciously, for they don't speak peace. He's saying, when they do evil things against me, don't let them be happy about it, Lord. Don't let them like they like they partying over it. No. And he said, them that's talking out the side of their neck, they got that strong two-faced game. As he's talking about when they wink maliciously. So they in front and they in front of me, they in front of you, they saying good things about you being flatterers, but behind the scenes, they saying all kinds of manner of evil and doing all kinds of like treacherous things against you, plotting, planning, and scheming, all that. They ain't speaking peace, not for real, not behind the scenes, but in front of you. Cause they scared, cause they some cowards. They're making it seem one way, making it seem all good, but that ain't what's going on. Now, we get to this next line, and remember I told you before, those same ones that's doing all this, that's making it seem like the righteous that they're going after are so bad, and they're doing such a good thing by going after them and getting others to join them in their efforts to go against them. They're not going after the ones that's out there doing for real, for real evil. I'm talking about the ones out there murdering and killing and destroying and all, all that. Ask them why they ain't trying to stop or trying to go against those who are committing human trafficking. Are those out there committing domestic violence? Are those out there raping little children? Are those out there stealing money from the poor? Ask them why they 
ain't doing none of that. Why they ain't going after them? Hmm. But David tells us here why. But they devise deceitful words against those who are quiet in the land. Quiet in the land. And when it says quiet here, it means those who are in peace. Peace comes from God. (laughs) Fear comes from the enemy. And guess what? Those who are operating in peace, Jesus was the prince of peace, had true peace. Guess what? A lot of times when he did things, people were scared. (laughs) You remember when he delivered the man who had the legion of demons in him? He delivered the man and the man uh, was clothed and in his right mind. Then the people from the town came out to see what the the people who had, you know, been over the pigs was talking about. And they saw the man clothed in his right mind. They got It said they got scared and they told Jesus to leave. Why? Because he was true peace. True peace had actually brought change to the man's situation. Everything they tried before didn't bring true change to that man. But when Jesus stepped there, when true peace stepped there, the quiet in the land stepped there, the man was delivered of all those demons he had in him. And then he became clothed and in his right mind. And they were scared of that. And so those who are operating in evil and wickedness and who are satisfied with that, They're scared of true peace. They're tormented by it because they don't have it. God says there's no peace, no rest to those who are in wickedness. They don't have it, so they're threatened by it. If they're operating for the kingdom of darkness, they're all for those who are committing evil and true wickedness. They ain't doing nothing against, they're not going after them. They're going after the righteous, but they're making it seem like, as David said before, they reward me evil for my good. And God talks about that. Those who call good evil and call evil good. Yeah, they call they call Jesus evil. They said Jesus was evil. They call his miracles and different healings and things that he did evil. Okay? Because he was true peace. He was true. And that's why they go after those who are quiet in the land. That's why they were going after David. That's why they went after Jesus. That's why they'll go after you if they aren't already. That's why they go after me as well and others who are in God because you have his peace, his peace that surpasses all understanding. When you operate in his peace, when you are in God, you bring about change. You bring about deliverance, just like Jesus did. You have that in you, that power of God, that peace surpassing all understanding that can make situations change. And those operating in evil and wickedness are afraid of that because their father doesn't want that to happen. Their father wants them to steal, kill, and destroy. And peace builds up. Peace restores. Peace brings things back to the right way, the way that God wants them to be. So they're afraid of that true peace because they're they're threatened. What they're planning to achieve is being threatened by true peace. So of course, they don't want those who are quiet in the land there. They want to get rid of them. So that's why 
they don't go after those who are doing for real, for real evil. And they make it seem like those who are operating in true peace, the quiet in the land, are the evil ones and the ones that are doing evil. And yeah, they're able to fool a whole lot of them like David was saying. They gathered together against me. Some I didn't even know. I didn't even know that they were doing all this. Oh yeah, they're able to fool those who are without God, who are without the spirit, who don't have discernment. But here's why. They go after them because they have true peace. Those who are quiet in the land. So when you are wondering if you've had a fight against you, enemies coming at you left and right, maybe all your life, Huge attacks coming against you. You're like, why, Lord? Why ain't you doing that? You are doing some. You in peace. You chose God. You chose the right way. So you're doing something already. You're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. When you are in peace, when you are one of the quiet in the land. <laughs> you may think you ain't doing nothing, even if you're not actually out there you know, actively doing something, you're still a threat to the kingdom of darkness because you have the potential to do something. And just in your presence, if you have God in you, wherever you are, there's a power of God there. When you are truly in God, you have that true peace. And just his presence along with you can change things. And that's a threat to the kingdom of darkness, baby. Now, David goes on and says, they opened their mouth wide against me. They said, aha, aha, our eyes. Our eyes have seen it. Oh, yeah. They're having a good old time. They're like, look at him. Ha, you see what's going on. Oh, we got him now. Oh, they saying all kinds of things. Mm, 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 mm. Ain't it sad? David continues and says, you seen the Lord, don't keep silent. Don't be far from me. Stir yourself and away to my right and to my cause, my God and my Lord. He said, you know everything that's going on, Lord. Be my defense now. He said, judge me, Lord, my God, according to your righteousness. Like Tupac said, only God can judge me because those who are doing that wickedness, who are coming against the righteous, the quiet in the land, Oh, they trying to be the judge, but they're not judging rightfully because they're doing it in wickedness. And then he said, and do not let them rejoice over me. Don't let them be happy about what they're doing. He said, don't let them say in their heart, aha, our desire. Do not let them say we swallow him up. He basically saying, don't let them think that they're getting away with what they're doing, that what they're doing is successful, Lord. No. He said, may those be ashamed and altogether humiliated who rejoice at my distress. May those who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and dishonor. So basically he's saying, let them wear shame and dishonor like they wearing Gucci and red bottoms. Uh-huh. Let it be all over them. Clothe them in it all. Array them in it all. And that's the same thing we can ask about our adversaries as well. <laughs> the Lord will do the same thing to them as he did for David. And best believe you need to read the word to see what he did to some of those who came against David with all that treachery and evil and wickedness. See what happened.
David was basically saying, been so long, they've been doing wrong, got comfortable, big and bold, doing what they're doing, think God don't know, been so long, they've been doing wrong, got comfortable, big and bold, doing what they're doing, think God don't know, danger, d-d-danger, if you ain't know, you disrespecting God the Father, don't do it no more. Danger, d-d-danger. If you ain't know, you disrespecting God the Father, don't do it no more. Been so long, they been doing wrong. Got comfortable, big and bold, doing what they doing, think God don't know. Been so long. They've been doing wrong. Got comfortable, big and bold. Doing what they doing, think God don't know. Danger, d-d-danger. If you ain't know, you disrespecting God the Father, don't do it no more. Danger, d-d-danger. Now you know, you disrespecting God the Father, you accountable. Danger. D-d-danger! Can't say you ain't know. You disrespecting God the Father ain't playing no more. And in closing, David says, May those shout for joy and rejoice who take delight in my vindication. So those who are happy about God delivering me, let them shout and be happy. <laughs> he says, and may they say continually, the Lord be exalted who delights in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall proclaim your righteousness and your praise all day long. And that's the same thing we should do. Because there are some out there who are truly for us. Even sometimes among those who are doing wicked, they don't know it. They the hidden ones. <laughs> and they truly for the vindication of God's servants. They see, they have discernment to know that which is evil and that which is good. They can see past the facades that those who are doing the evil and wickedness to the righteous, to those who are in peace, to those who are the quiet in the land, they can see what's actually going on. And those ones and the others who truly support those who are in righteousness, Oh yeah, they going to shout, they going to be happy, they going to be joyous when God delivers his righteous ones from those who are working evil and wickedness towards them. Oh yes, they will. And just like David did, those of us who have been delivered from the wicked, those who come against us, we need to proclaim the righteousness of God and give him praise all the day long so that others may know that God is the deliverer and he is who he said he is and does what he said he does. Amen. So never fear, but know just like David, you're going to have enemies. And if you had a cray-cray kind that just be doing the most, I mean some seriously jacked up stuff. So jacked up till it's wet. Think back on David. 
And if you get to a point like he did where you just tired of it, child, don't do nothing crazy like them. No, cry to God because vengeance belongs to him and he'll take care of them because he hears the cries of his children. Ask David. Oh, that's right. You don't have to because it's already written in the word. But don't just take my word for it. I encourage you to do your own study, pray, and read the Bible so you can know that you know that you know. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in order to receive eternal salvation but would like to, according to Romans chapter 10 verse 9, all you have to do is confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Want a little help with that? Repeat this simple prayer after me. Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again so that I may have eternal life in you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. It's as simple as that. Now you're part of the family of God. Wherever you are, find a local church or a group of believers that can help and support you on your new journey in your new life in Christ Jesus. Many blessings to you as you walk in who God created you to be, doing what he blessed and equipped you to do. You are God's child. Want to bless or show support for God, the Bible, and spiritual things explained? Well, you're welcome to send a financial gift to Cash App using cash tag G. T-B-S-T-E. You're also invited to pick up a little inspired merch from our store at zazzle.com forward slash store forward slash G-T-B-S-T-E. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with other listeners. Thank you in advance and God bless you as he blesses those who bless his children. Catch you another time, another day, another episode for God, the Bible, and Spiritual Things Explained.